if you're trying to build a real estate business, if you're not showing up in their newsfeed, 13 other agents are. That's just a fact. You could be there, but you're choosing not to. So you have to start building a personal brand. Put yourself out there, have an opinion, put it on the internet, and then keep doing it. Welcome to the Grant Y Show. This podcast helps ordinary real estate agents build extraordinary companies. Let's grow in three, two. Welcome back to the Grant Wise Show. I am your host, Grant Wise, and I'm excited today because I get to interview a very good old friend that I have been pumped to just watch him continue to grow in the real estate space for a long period of time. He's been crushing it consistently and constantly. My friend, Mr. Dustin Brome. Dustin, thanks for being on the show today, man. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm honored. For real, I'm excited that you started this new podcast and this new phase of your career. And so I'm excited, man. Ready to go. Love it, love it, love it. Well, dude, give everybody your story. So I've followed you for a long time. I think that you've built something with podcasts and your coaching, your community, and just give everybody the backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Feel free to pull in some of the highs, some of the lows. Just give us the backstory. How did you get to where you are today with what you've been doing? Plenty of lows for sure. So I'll, I'll share some of those. I started as a real estate agent 13 years ago didn't know anything about anything. And luckily I had someone in the office who became my mentor and I just followed his lead. First off, I didn't succeed in the first few years. Like it took me a while to really get traction as an agent. I think it took me, I got to look this up, but I want to say it took me like six, maybe eight months to sell my first house. And that check was like 1100 bucks. It wasn't you know, anything fancy. And the first two or three years were really rough. In hindsight, it's because I was following someone else's playbook. Now, what I mean by that is my mentor, he was doing pretty well. I thought he was rich at the time because he made six figures. To me, that was rich at that time. And he was well ahead of where I was. So I'm like, I'll do what you do. But he had a very different personality than me. He was definitely extroverted. He loved approaching strangers and chatting them up. He loved cold calling with the old Bluetooth headset in the ear and a script. He loved door knocking and all that crap. And I hated it because it was just, it was so uncomfortable for me. And I just, I don't like that approach. And out of necessity, because I was damn near starving to death, I Googled how to get real estate leads. I came to Easy Agent Pro's blog and they were just putting out all these ideas. Like, here's an idea for an open house. Here's an idea to promote this, that, and the other thing. Like write some blog articles to attract business to you. And that concept was absolutely life-changing for me, Grant, because I was only taught to chase down people and to convince them that they should hire me. I literally, as stupid as this sounds, I didn't know that there was any other way. I didn't because I thought that what my mentor was doing, what literally 100% of realtors did. I thought that's just how you did the business. That's how it worked. Those are my options until I learned it wasn't. And I learned about content marketing and attraction marketing. And that really excited me because I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have to feel slimy approaching people in the produce section to ask if they need to buy or sell a house, which my mentor was doing, to be honest. Right. And that opened my eyes to content creation. And I started with a blog and writing articles to get found through Google searches. And the theory was that people would hire me if the article was helpful and valuable. And three months later or so after I launched the website and the blog, I got my first client from it. And it validated everything. And so from that point forward, I just went all in on learning how to create better content, 
how to promote it after you create it with social media and with ads. And that brought me to, you know, learning, you know, how to get business. And I, I finally got that under control and started to get my own business that I was controlling far after that. I was like, wait a minute, there's a lot of agents that still haven't figured this out yet. And so I had morphed into this marketer with a real estate license. I thought of myself as a marketer that sold homes. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's all these agents that are a step or two behind me that they just haven't figured this out yet, that are still stuck like I was. And so I started to speak to real estate agents. And at first it, it happened through Snapchat because Gary Vee told me to get on Snapchat in 2016. So I did. And I listened. And I got on Snapchat, wrote an article for Inman about why I was using Snapchat for real estate, which they published because Gary Vee told me to, literally, that, that was his idea. And because of that article, and they published my, my old Snap code, you know, the ghost QR code deal, they published that. And I had like 2,000 agents following me the next morning. And then the next day, another 2,000 agents. And I'm like, wow. I guess I should speak to these agents. Originally thinking I would just get referrals, but I'm like, what do I talk to agents about? I'm barely qualified enough to talk about anything agent related anyways. I'll just talk about what I'm doing marketing wise that's working. So I started doing that and I realized, holy crap, there's a real need for this. There's a lot of agents a step or two behind me. And so I just leaned into that and I started to get some referrals, but I really fell in love with that role because I felt I was good at it. I felt I had the personality for it and that people were were wanting more. And so it led me to launch the podcast, the Massive Agent Podcast in January, 2018. And ever since then, it's just been been game on helping agents and encouraging agents to build a business on their terms. That's absolutely incredible. And you've turned the Massive Agent Podcast in one of the top rated podcasts in the real estate space, which is commendable. I've been grateful to be a guest a couple of times. I think it's such a cool thing that's been developed. I love what you said when you were kind of describing how you got to where you are, because you said, I became a marketer with a real estate license. And I don't think that is like taught enough. <laughs> I think that should be what real estate school is about. Like you're going to have to be a really great marketer. And then Mr. Or Mrs. Agent, you're going to have to be a really great salesperson. And then if you do those first two things right, you're going to get to sell property. <laughs> I don't I don't think enough people understand how crucial it is to become a really great marketer. The number one problem that plagues small business is the understanding of how to acquire customers and then the understanding of how to operationalize it, like how to make it a repeatable process. And so what else did you do when you talk about, you know, you started writing the blog, you started getting clients from it, but like unpack that a little bit more specifically as it pertains to like how you promoted it. Like, how did you get people to see the blog? How did you push it out there? I know we're getting into some of the tactics and I know maybe it's a little bit different today, but like, how did you go about getting more people to know, like, and trust you through that type of like promotion through social promotion distribution? That was such a journey. So first of all, one of the biggest hacks, no matter what you're trying to do, is you go find people that are already doing it and somehow you get around those people and learn from them because what you're trying to build has already been done. Someone's already built it. Someone's already built the business, started the team. Somebody's already sold 200 houses in a year. Like go around people that are already doing what you want to do and learn from them. And so I 
got into this, this networking group of real estate bloggers from all around the country. And I would just watch them and I would just rip off what they were doing. And, and I realized pretty soon, I'm like, wait a minute, they create the piece of content. Here's how they research it and, you know, make sure that it's valuable and, and visible, optimize it for the Google, the Google search engine and all of that. But then I realized there's another step to it. Creating the content is just step one. Now I have to get people to know about it, right? (laughs) And the thought was eventually, once you build this giant snowball, it will rise in the search rankings. You know, there's all sorts of things you you have to do to build the authority of your domain. Just because you wrote an article today and publish it doesn't mean Google's going to show it to people on the first page, right? That you're competing with thousands, tens of thousands of other pieces of content. You have to earn high visibility. And there's a bunch of ways to do that. But I just copied what these other agents were doing. And those mentors taught me everything. But I realized, okay, creating the content is just step one. Now I have to get people to know about it. And I I thought social media is such the no-brainer way to do that. You can get free promotion. You can You can get people to see your content for free. Then you can pay for it through Facebook ads. That's actually how I came across you is once I started to research Facebook advertising to to get even more traction for the content I was creating. Love it. I didn't know that's how like how, that's how we connected. You were searching me out because you were doing some Facebook ad stuff. Yeah. I agree with you. Getting around people that are already doing what you're doing and just what do they call that? Rip off and duplicate? Yeah, R and D. R and D, yeah, yeah. Rip off and duplicate. This industry, like, there's not really that many secrets. No. Anymore, because everybody's putting it out there online, because everybody's trying to coach agents. So it's not that hard. I would argue today it's hard to know how to like pick the one or two things that you're actually going to want to do. It sounds like you knew that you just didn't want a cold call. And I agree with you because cold calling sucks, but I just, you just knew you didn't want to do that. And so you tried to find something that was better. What would you say to an agent that's like, Dustin, I hear you, man. I want to go out there and put this out, do that thing. How do I know like what to focus on? Because focus is also a superpower. Like I think hacks are like the number one secret to to get where you want to go because everybody's teaching you how to do it. But focus is also, I think, one of the most critical components to an agent's business today because a lot of agents, they're not patient. They're not paying attention to the data. They're not saying like, if I do this thing for 11 months, I'm going to get a deal. They're saying, I'm going to do this thing for a month. And if I don't get a deal, I'm leaving. And that's just not the way the industry works. How did you pick what it was that you wanted to do how did you stay patient and focused during that three months? How did you ride that wave to get to a place where you were really successful? And what advice would you give somebody today? Dude, I'll be honest with you. I was not patient at all. <laughs> I wasn't. To my credit, at the time, I didn't feel that this was a positive. Dude, I didn't have any other options. I knew that I was unemployable for the most part. I say that because... I don't do well when I'm told, sit down, follow this five-step process, make your call. Like, I need flexibility. Let me roam. Let me do shit my way. And I knew that it was possible. But I'm, I'm like, if real estate doesn't work, what the hell am I going to do? Like, go to school, which is going to take how many years and how many tens of thousands of dollars I don't have to even get to, to earn, you know, or go get a job doing what? Like, I didn't feel like there was any other option for me. And I felt trapped at the time, but that kept me going. I just kept going. And I leaned on these mentors that I had because I would say, you know, I feel like I'm doing some good stuff. I feel like, feel like this article is pretty good. I feel like that graphic was pretty, pretty solid. I feel like I did my keyword research and they're like, you did. It just takes time. Now you have to do another. 
and another. And so they were telling me, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, all right, I wasn't patient, but I'm like, what the hell else am I going to do? And they're telling me that this is the path. They are already well ahead of me. I'm going to listen. And so I did. And I kept going. Now I've learned to focus, but at that time I started with blogging, not because I took my time, did my research, weighed my strengths and weaknesses and decided blogging was the best for me. That was the only thing that was introduced to me. That was the only option I was given was, Hey, start with blogging. I'm like, okay. And then I learned, Oh, there's YouTube. Oh, there's social media content. Oh, there's all these other ways. And, and trust me, once I learned about those other ways, I started to take my eye off the prize a little bit. I started to sample. Now, that's good to sample, to find out what you really want to stick with long-term. Because no matter what you decide to do, the one or two things, you have to do long enough to be successful. And that could be a month. It could be 10 years. Who the hell knows? There's a million variables but you've got to stick with it. So I sampled, I lost some focus. I certainly feel like I could have, if I stuck with blogging and I just nailed that and I never wavered from it, I could own my market. I would have opened up new markets. I know that I could have absolutely crushed it, but I took my eye off the prize and sampled different things. The upside to that is I found what my strengths and weaknesses are and I found what I really enjoy. And then I can focus and lean in on those things by sampling. So focus is absolutely key, but just know you have to focus on something that you know you can stick with long enough to win, even if that's 10 years. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like getting your health right. You've got to pick something that is sustainable for a long period of time because that's actually how you make a lot of progress in your personal health. Business isn't really that different. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to the data because if they did, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I would have to believe that as a real estate agent, you would stay much more focused. I did a case study on top performing teams business I was working with. They sold over 2000 homes in a year. And I was like, well, this is really interesting because you're not tracking a specific metric, which I really encourage you to, which is time to close, which is from the time a lead comes into your database to the time they close, about how long does that take? And what, what I found was really fascinating. We looked at the sphere of influence referrals and we saw that the average time to transact was 345 days. That's like, okay, that's interesting. Then we looked at the PPC and SEO and that was 354 days. And then we looked at Facebook ads and that was 363 days. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. The average time to transact, almost like no matter where these leads are coming from, is only two to three weeks apart. But everybody's saying like, well, Facebook ads take so long and this happened. Like everybody's complaining about different lead sources and different problems. But what I found fascinating was the average time to transact was right about 11 and a half months. And it's like, man, if you knew that, why would you not make sure that you're committing to the different things that you can do to grow your business for a long sustained period of time, not a month. When people get on the phone with me now, like, well, I think I'm going to, you know, see if this tries this out for a month. I'm like, just don't waste your time. Like, it's not, it's not this is not going to work in a month. You're wasting your time. And by the way, you're wasting mine and you should just go back to doing whatever. Like you've got to be able to focus over a long sustained period of time. I think to have long sustained success. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying though. I was at an event this past weekend and what was interesting is like all of the speakers sell hundreds of homes a year, some thousands, 
And they weren't on stage talking about the 20 different things they do to grow their business. They were talking about the one or two. Somebody was talking about YouTube and somebody was talking about PPC and somebody was talking about recruiting. And they were all talking about unique things, but it was like, here's the one thing I'm doing that I've been doing for a really long time that I've just crushed it. I agree with you. You got to be able to focus long term, but do it definitely on things that you can do for a long, sustained period of time. I think that's great. I think it's great. You talk about you got into the business, you started doing blogging, you were coachable, you listened to what people told you to do, and you just did that for as long as you could. You started to dabble and you started to take off. Now, one of the things I think is interesting about your story is you started to kind of like divide your attention a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, or kind of shift more over to teaching, coaching, et cetera. Right. How did you make the decision or you tell us about like where you are today? You know, you were in production and then you started to teach agents. Like what did that morph into? How did you make those decisions? What's that kind of like grown into uh, for you? Yeah, such a good question. This is something that I reflect on a lot because it's it's kind of crazy where I'm at now and where I started. And it all happened naturally. But when I look back, right, it, it, our memories condensed. It's like, wow, that happened fast. And and it, it's crazy. So I appreciate the chance to dive deep on that because it, it's there's some lessons in there. But but no, this is deeply personal. Like you may disagree with the the conclusions that I came to or the or the priorities that I have for myself. You may completely disagree. You may have different priorities. Good. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, lean into the concepts here. And real quick, before I do that, when I look at the most successful things that I have, like the Massive Agent Podcast, it's because I've done it every damn week, every Thursday morning for almost six years. We're about to cross a million downloads in like a week or two. And it's because I just kept doing it. I didn't say I'm going to try this for three months. And there's ups, there's downs, there's ups, there's downs. Right now I'm having a down month. It happens, but you just keep going. The most successful things I've ever done are the things that I just kept doing. Interesting. Maybe there's a lesson there. As I'm going through the business, I'm starting to get some business. I'm starting to sell homes. What I felt was busy for me, some of you would be like, I can do that in my sleep. And you're probably right. Like I was never this big, super high producing agent person, like not even close. But for me, I got to a place of like, okay, this is good income. This is, this is a lot of the time. Now I was doing literally everything myself, except for a transaction coordinator, which by the way, if you don't have a transaction coordinator, smack yourself and then get a TC because it's the easiest hire you could make that provides such amazing leverage in your business. Like it's, it's the no brainer. Every single agent should have a TC that aside. I start to get busy and then I'd say like within the first six to eight months of me being busy for myself, what I felt was busy, I found myself driving around getting stuck in traffic every afternoon showing houses. And then I'm texting my wife, babe, I know we had plans for dinner tonight. I know we were going to take, take our son to the park, but I'm out here showing houses. I'm sorry. And it looked, and and good news. They want to make an offer but bad news because I'm going to be an extra 90 minutes. And that started to wear on me because I didn't want that life. I didn't want that lifestyle, especially at the time my son was born. I've been in real estate for 13 years. My son's nine. So right around the time my my business was taken off uh, or shortly after my son was born, my business started taking off and I was missing a lot of him growing up and it pissed me off. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep doing this forever. 
I can't and don't want to keep driving around and, and servicing all these clients and missing out on my, my son growing up. So what else can I do? Like I need a business. And around that time, I started to see all these signs popping up around my market in Salt Lake around the, the mid 2010s with more than one person on them. These real estate signs with more than one person. I'm like, why the hell would there be more than one person on the sign? This is weird. And then they have the word team in there. And I'm like, what is this team thing? And all the signs are, are red and black and white. I'm like, what, what, what is this? So I start learning about teams. Grant, when I got into real estate, I thought that the ladder of success, like if I'm going to be rich, if I'm going to be wealthy and successful, I need to sell a shitload of houses, become a broker and start my own brokerage. That's what I thought. Then I'll, I start seeing all these signs for teams. And I'm like, what is, what is this concept? And I start to look into it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So these, all these teams, which apparently were mostly with Keller Williams at the time, that's like having your own brokerage, but within a brokerage, that's interesting. So I don't need to have a legal department. I don't need to have payroll. I don't need like all the liability. I could just run the team, but have all the financial upside of, of a brokerage. That's interesting. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to start a team. So I can build myself some, some freedom. So I, I'm not stuck driving around in rush hour traffic and texting my wife that I'm going to miss dinner. And I start looking into teams. I, I was full on going to go to Keller Williams. I was going to join a team. And then one of my good friends that I met through Snapchat, she's like, Hey, I'm leaving Keller. I'm going to this other brokerage called EXP. Um, you got to look at that. And I'm like, okay, isn't that the brokerage with the horrible logo, which at the time was, was true. Worst logo in real estate. <laughs> and <laughs> you remember the old one. It was bad. I didn't know anything about it, but I start looking at it and I was like, wait a minute, it's just a different business model. I could actually have a business that I could have the choice to step out of production if I want to, and they would compensate me and encourage me to pour into other agents. And, and I saw it more feasible here where I'm at now than anywhere else. And, and, and a new business model that I didn't even think I could have. And, and that's when I was like, you know what, I, this, this is the step out of production that I've been looking for. I've always wanted to have a business and I thought it was just going to be a team that I owned, right. That I built it up and, and one day stepped out of production and just ran the business. But I saw a faster, more aligned, uh, more, more compatible business model for what my priorities were at the time. So I'm like, I'm going to go do this thing. I, I'm going to pour into agents. I'm going to become a coach, a mentor, and a support system. And when they're successful, I'm going to be more financially successful. And I loved that. And I saw that I could do it faster than if I was to build a big team and all that. And I didn't want to manage people, if I'm being honest, because I'm connected with so many great team leaders that have the blueprint. I still have this itch to start a traditional sales team, but I just keep reminding myself, I don't want to manage people. I don't want to do that. It's not the lifestyle that I want. I've been putting lifestyle above everything else and trying to figure out how can I have the lifestyle that I seek? What do I need to do to get the lifestyle versus how can I squeeze some lifestyle out of what I've built? You know what I mean? There's a very big difference. Yeah. And so being intentional around choosing lifestyle was really, really life-changing for me. And it led me to make the decisions that I've made. It led me to get out of production personally and just pour everything that I have into supporting other agents and helping them sell all the houses. I want them to build the giant teams. I want them to sell a hundred homes a year. That's what I love. 
And when I look back at the thin thread that connected all the different events, like if one little thing didn't happen, I don't know, I'd probably be a team leader or probably would have failed at that and quit the industry. Who the hell knows? I don't know. <laughs> you say that like, I don't know, I probably would have been a team leader. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? No. That's funny. I always like to say this. I am brokerage agnostic. Some people confuse me as somebody that is in the industry. I'm not, I don't sell houses. I'm not affiliated with any one brokerage. I think all of the models have their pros and they all have their cons. Correct. Um, so I'm pro whatever you're pro. I, I don't really have a dog in the fight. So if you're listening to this, like, oh, this is just, no, it's not. I have no affiliation to eXp whatsoever. It's just my story, man. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say that because some people are like, don't you... How's your EXP thing going? I'm like, I'm not with EXP. Why do you keep, <laughs> why, why do people keep asking me that? I know some people are ridiculous. It's just part of the story, man. Like the business model matters. No, no, no. I think it's great. I think one of the things I love about the story is that it seems like you've constantly put yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Dude. I think I just really got good at seeing what was possible, like what other people were doing. And if mm -hmm. someone else is doing it, I can do it too. I just have to figure out how they did it. And so when I see other people living certain lifestyles, I'm like, okay, I can do that too. I just have to figure out how to make it work. I guess in hindsight, that's been one of my superpowers. I think it's incredible because a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> right. A lot of people don't prioritize the lifestyle that they want to live. A lot of people, what is it? The saying is like, I don't live to work. I work to live or something like that. Like a lot of people prioritize work over living. And I think entrepreneurship is really funny because people are like, I want to become an entrepreneur so I can be free. And then most entrepreneurs end up working 80 to 100 hours a week. And then they are the opposite of free people. Totally. But that's not your path. You've consistently put yourself first. And so you ask questions about how can I build something that supports my lifestyle, which I think is wonderful. My wife would absolutely love hearing your thought process because she's like, be like Dustin, Grant, be like Dustin. <laughs> but like, this is what you do. Like you, you do ice baths and you go play golf. I see you golfing all the time and you, you're, you're in the gym all the time. Like you, you do seem like you have a lifestyle that you absolutely choose. You've got freedom. And that's the point of becoming an entrepreneur. It's the point of building a business is to create freedom for yourself. So I commend you. I think it's extraordinary. Thank you. Because most people don't do that. They just fall into this trap because they see everybody out there hustling or what is perceived as hustling because of somebody's picture on Instagram and their motivational quote. They're seeing what they perceive as hustle and grind. So that's what they think they've got to do. I think it's a brilliant way to go about building a business is because you're life is meant to be lived. Like you don't want to work through it all. I mean, everybody's got their own race. Everybody's doing their own thing. I freaking love work. So I work a lot and I love it. Like I get a lot from it and I enjoy it. I certainly could take more time off. My wife would appreciate it. I know that for a fact, but I love that about your story. Like, I think you've consistently prioritized yourself and it's allowed you to build this extraordinary company that fuels your lifestyle and it's refreshing because that's not what you hear all the time. Yeah. I think it's great. You're deep in thought now. I'm, as I'm looking, I'm looking at you on the, the screen. No, it's like, sorry, your audio cut out for a minute. I'm, I'm like, I hope he's not like waiting for me to answer. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. It's, it's all good. But let me say this though. Let me add this to the conversation. I've absolutely left money on the table because of how I've done things. And I still like all the people that are crushing it. I see them too. You don't think that I see that and I'm like, God damn it. Like I should probably push harder. I should. So I go through seasons. 
I, I go through seasons where I'll push really hard. And then like, I get to this new level where I get a little bit comfortable and I take my foot off the gas a little bit. And I don't like doing that. Now it's great. There's a lot of pros to that because I'm spending time with my wife and my family. But at the same time, I know that my business and my brand and my, my income and all of that could be so much bigger. It's a battle for me. I fight that. I am ultimately glad that I put myself and lifestyle first. However, I know that I'm much smaller than I could be. My business and brand and income is much smaller than it could be. And when I made that transition from selling, from personally selling houses to not, I took a big pay cut. There was a temporary pay cut that I took that was not fun. It was not nice. It got a little dicey. It got a little dicey, Grant. So, you know, it, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You just don't get that time back with your kids when they're growing up. You don't. And so ultimately, I'm glad. But I also am super ambitious and super hungry for more. And, and so it, it is a constant battle that I fight. I think it's a constant battle everybody fights, but I think that it's so commendable because you hear all of these stories, people get like closer to the end of their life and they're like, I wish I wouldn't have been so self-absorbed. I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time working. I wish I wouldn't have done these things. And so I think a lot of people talk it, but I think it's very commendable that you absolutely walk it. Like being able to see that you could be so much bigger and then consciously making the decision not to because you prioritize lifestyle, you prioritize family, you prioritize your freedom. I think that is the essence of freedom. Like that is the essence of entrepreneurship, which is absolutely extraordinary. And I know it doesn't come without a cost. <laughs> I know it doesn't come without like wanting and waiting and like, oh, I could be, but man, I just, I, I can't, I couldn't possibly give you enough credit because not everybody chooses it. A lot of people choose the money. They choose the work. They choose the thing over the freedom and they choose that over the family. And I think it's so commendable. I think, it, I think I agree with you. It, it probably is a superpower because not everybody's that strong. Not everybody's that disciplined. It's so easy to, to say, now I'm going to do the business thing. Right. It's not easy to say, I'm going to do the family thing. hundred percent. For real. Thank you for saying that because I just being transparent, I feel like, I don't know, I battle with thinking it's a, it's a weakness. Yeah, no, dude, that's a strength for sure. You know, other people are are more diligent with their work and and maybe both are true. Maybe I could do a hell of a lot more and and should be. I don't know. I don't know, but day at a time. Day at a time. But th thank you for your perspective on that. That actually I really appreciate that. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely, man. I think I think I think you're a stronger human than most because most most won't do that. It's so easy to dive into the money and the business and the I, this thought that we can be busy. And this whole podcast is about helping people go from ordinary to extraordinary. And I think that the essence of your message is that like you've built something that has given you freedom. And that is in fact, extraordinary because the most of this industry is wrestling against hustle and burnout and stress and anxiety and broken relationships and X, Y, Z, X, Y, like, so to, to see what you've built, I think anybody listening to this podcast, like they need to go give you a follow, like they need to go give you a like, a comment, a share, a boost, because if you can package up and teach people what you're experiencing, even though you feel like maybe you could be bigger, like, I, I think it's so commendable. 
Um, so, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you too, man. I appreciate all the, all the contributions that you're making to the industry, to the people that follow you. And I know that I've learned a lot from you and I I really appreciate you taking the time to be here on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Let's send people off with one, one final thought. Like if, if somebody is listening to this, they're like, I I love what Dustin's doing. I I love the freedom he's created for himself. I want to go from ordinary to extraordinary. Like what is one thing that you would tell somebody to go do right now that tactically speaking, just, Hey, boom, go do boom, boom, boom. Like go do one, two, three. And you're going to start to put yourself in a position to really create something special for yourself. What would you tell that agent that was listening to you right now? I'll tell them something super tactical and then something that is just foundational. So tactical, no matter what you want to do, you need to have a personal brand. You need to be known. You need people to know you. You need visibility. You need exposure. So start speaking to the internet because that's where people are. That's where people are are consuming others. If you're trying to build a real estate business, if you're not showing up in their newsfeed, 13 other agents are. That's just a fact. You could be there but you're choosing not to. So you have to start building a personal brand. Put yourself out there, have an opinion, put it on the internet, and then keep doing it. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it than that, but at its core, that's really all I've done is I have an opinion, I put it out there repeatedly, and it attracts the right people, and it repels the wrong people, if we're being honest. There's a lot of people that don't, that don't like me or that can't stand my personality or, or the... The fact that I have a backwards hat on is unprofessional or whatever the hell. Like, I'm just not for those people. Totally fine. Now, no matter what you're trying to do, you have to find someone who's already done it. We get so into the weeds. If you're working your ass off, spending all day working, you know how productive it is? Like when you just take a weekend off, like how refreshed you feel when you come back and like all of the minutia just kind of like melts away, just kind of disappears. It's because you're able to refocus on what actually matters. So stop for a second, zoom out. What are you trying to do? What is it that you're trying to build? And then who, who already has done it? Now figure out how you can go get around those people. If they're a coach, join their program. If they run a mastermind, join their mastermind. If they are speaking at a conference, go to the conference and talk to them. If, if they put videos out on social, watch them. If they do a podcast, listen to it. Like there's so many great people out there that have built great things that are just sharing how they've done it and you can consume it for free. Sometimes it's not free. Sometimes you have to join their team, join their program. Like sometimes it costs money to hire them, but find the people that have already done it. Because if, if you don't do that, you're just beating your head against the wall, trying to reinvent the damn wheel that was already invented. We are not scientists. We are not trying to invent new blockbuster drugs here or invent products. We are trying to sell more houses and build businesses that sell houses. It's been done by many, 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 many people. So go get connected with the people that are doing the thing and just do what they've done. They're going to help you speed up that learning curve so much, so much. That is the hack. No matter, even if it's not a real estate thing, you want to go start a restaurant, go learn from someone who's started some successful restaurants. It's so simple, yet we overlook it because we get stuck in the day-to-day details, all the minutia. So zoom out. Man, I love the advice. Mic drop. I always tell people, business is easy. People are hard. (laughs) Well said. That's what it is. Business is easy. People are hard. Don't overcomplicate it. 
follow like literally the script that Dustin just gave you. And I know that you will be successful. He is an example of that. Dustin, dude, thanks so much for stopping by the show today. I appreciate you. Grateful for you. And again, appreciate all the contributions you make to the industry. What you're doing is amazing. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm so honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. Love it. Love it. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Grant Wise Show. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Grant Wise Show. Please don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Leave us a review and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.